are you doing, Doc? I need fuel! Welcome to another edition of Fantasy Fuel on the Fire. I am your host, as always, John Eddie Jr., and I want to tell you to go ahead and check out our other host of Fantasy Fuel, Tom Tuttle. He's got his own show called That Time of the Month. We're releasing both of them at the same time this week, so you have double the fantasy pleasure. I'm going to get right into some news before I discuss the highlights of preseason week two, the first uh, three games on Thursday. Uh, The first news I have for you is Khalil Mack is another $814,000 lighter. So now he's going to miss two preseason games, and his fines are going to total $1.628 million. More importantly, apparently there is no end in sight. So, Raiders, what are you doing? Either get him in camp or trade him away. It's, It's a travesty that this guy isn't playing somewhere. I don't know who's in the wrong and who's in the right here, but Khalil Mack needs to be on the field. He is amazing to watch, and he needs to be out there. So if you really want him on the team, get a deal done. Let's let's just end this charade. I know it's a big deal to give a big contract, but my goodness. It's hurting football, and it's hurting fantasy football. I know that's the least of your worries, but... Please, let's get a let's get a deal done. Speaking of getting a deal done, perhaps Des Bryant and his agent, who are in Cleveland, are going to get a deal done. I hope so. I kind of like the fit. We'll see. Josh Gordon, who knows what's going on there. Des could be the guy there to you know fill in the last piece of that offensive puzzle, and then you know Tyrod Taylor. He has got every weapon imaginable. So if he doesn't get it done this year, you can pretty much put a cork in his career because you can't keep playing quarterback at a high level and not succeed more than he has if with the pieces he's got this year. So I'm hoping he can get it done. I've always been a little bit of a Tyrod Taylor fan. I've got him in one league so far this year along with Jameis Winston. So I kind of hope he can go off because obviously I'm missing Jameis Winston for the first three weeks, so I'm going to have to rely on him anyway. Let's get into some highlights, throw some fuel on the fire of some of these rookies and second and third stringers, because, man, some of them are lighting it up this week. In that Green Bay-Pittsburgh game, holy cow, there was a lot of scoring going on. Green Bay just lit up the scoreboard. Two pick sixes. One of them, well, actually both of them, looked like they were pretty much telegraphed passes, so that's probably not going to happen too much in the regular season. But, yeah, Mason Rudolph, he was just looking. Here, hey, guys, over here, I'm throwing it to that guy. Go get it. That was pretty much what happened on one of the pick sixes. I liked what I saw out of Jimmy Graham. I know he didn't have much, but Aaron Rodgers had the most confidence and Jimmy Graham to go up and get it. So I'm starting to come around a little more on this whole Jimmy Graham hype because Aaron Rodgers hasn't had that kind of a tight end pretty much ever. So if he can actually use it, maybe that stereotype of 
Green Bay doesn't know how to use their tight ends. Maybe that stereotype will just go away. On our last episode of Fantasy Fuel, Tom and I talked about all those rookie wide receivers for the Packers and how well they did. Well, this week they were pretty much non-existent. Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Equinamia St. Brown, one catch apiece. Whoopee. Jamon Moore, nothing. The other guy that we talked about last week, not a rookie, but Jake Kumaro. Holy cow, he's showing up. Three for 114 and a touchdown. Although the touchdown, the long, long touchdown, had really, really bad defense played on it. So I'm not putting too much stock into that. But he was the only guy to show up this week. Another guy I have absolutely loved so far this preseason, James Washington. This guy is looking like he is going to be a playmaker. I don't know how they're going to keep him off the field. I know a lot of his stuff has come against some of the you know second and third stringers, but the catches that he has made, just, just go look up some of his highlights. He has had to jump up, over, around, and through people to make these catches, and he's making them. So don't sleep on this guy. If you haven't done your rookie drafts, you know, if you're in dynasty leagues and you're waiting till, you know, the third or fourth week of the preseason to be over, this guy, he's he's got to be creeping up people's boards, uh, especially with some of the rookie running backs getting hurt and uh, missing time. James Washington, don't sleep on him. I think he's going to have just as much impact as Juju Smith-Schuster will. And I think definitely in the future, uh, you know, depending on how – uh, Juju fits in the scheme. I think James Washington might be more of a red zone threat. And that is only going to make whoever's playing quarterback in Pittsburgh that much better because hey, Ben Roethlisberger, he can't be he can't be around for too much longer. You know, he had a little concussion. Apparently he flew right through the whole protocol stuff, but yeah, yeah. We'll see. I don't know that Mason Rudolph is the answer, but Ben's still got at least some left in the tank, and James Washington's going to make him one guy to own. We will move along to the Philadelphia and New England game. Of course, there was all sorts of hype, even though it's preseason, so I don't know what the hype was all about. But preseason hype for Super Bowl rematch, Eagles and Patriots. Now, Patriots just came out and stomped the Eagles. No big deal. Tom Brady did look like midseason Tom Brady. He was he was all over the place. He found Hogan for a touchdown, so he's gonna be fine. No worries about Tom Brady. The worries are with Nick Foles. He was holding on to the ball quite a long time, and I did not like that fact. The O line was holding for him. But he Either the defense was playing so good that all of our receivers were covered up and he had nowhere to go with the ball, or he just wasn't making a quick enough decision. So I'm a little curious to see what's going through Nick Foles' head right now. Plus, he ended up having a shoulder injury on a strip sack. So now we've got our... Normal starter in Carson Wentz and our Super Bowl MVP in Nick Foles. Questionable for the start of the season. But on the bright side, our third string quarterback, Nate Sudfeld, did look really good. 
I might be biased, but I really liked uh, his decision making. I liked his deep ball. He was thrown to Shelton Gibson, then backed up at the one yard line after an unbelievably bad punt return. Uh, yeah, and nice long pass right out of the end zone just to you know take the shot, and he made the shot happen. Bad news for the Patriots. Isaiah Wynn, their other first-round pick other than Sony Michelle, tore his Achilles, and he is done for the year. So whether or not he was going to be a full-time starter or if he was just going to be one of those you know depth pieces who was going to get time when somebody else gets hurt, well, he's done. So the depth there, that's gone. And that's not going to be a good thing for the Patriots and Tom Brady. Another thing that I noticed throughout that game, there was a lot of those new helmet rule calls being made. And most of them were understandable. There was a couple that, and I'm hoping that they're just throwing the flag all over the place preseason so that they can come back and review and they can get these officials all on the same page. Like, yes, this is it. No, that's not. And let's hope they don't carry that questionable call into the regular season because it's it's going to be bad for the game if we're scared. And I'll get more to that later. We've got a, uh, a text message that asks a little bit more about the football side of the game than the fantasy side, but I'll address his questions towards the end of the show. The other thing I did like about the Eagles game is Dallas Goddard still looking good. Three catches for 57 yards, and uh, he almost had a touchdown, but it was knocked out of his hands. So it wasn't his fault that he didn't catch it. So I'm still high on Dallas Goddard. I'm starting to take him even in some redraft leagues. I really, I really do like what I'm seeing from him. And I think you should, too, if, if you've got a spot that you want to take a flyer on, especially with the news of Alshon Jeffrey maybe starting the season on the pup list. Wow, I think there's more room for Dallas Goddard in this offense than we previously thought. So I like it. I'm, I'm taking him more in more drafts, and I he could be a sneaky one this year. Let's just put it that way. And when... Sneaky and sleeper mixed with the Eagles. I'm cautiously optimistic, but I hope it's just not my, you know, fanboy side of me saying, hey, uh, look, he looks really good. You got to get him. You guys got to get him. Now, I will, you know, stand back from that. I'll let you guys decide, but I do really like what I see out of Goddard. One more game that we have to get to. It was not a barn burner like the other two. Uh, but it's the Redskins versus the Jets in which Sam Darnold got the start. So we got to see him play with the ones. And he looked good. I'm not going to say he was amazing out there. Uh, the Redskins D was bringing heat the whole night. So I'm not sure if it was the combination of a good defense and a bad offensive line, or if they were just calling the right plays, or what that was all about. But Darnold made good decisions. Um, he did miss one defender playing his zone, uh, and they batted it up, and he was intercepted. But he was going through his routes. He was not uh, locked on his targets like Mason Rudolph was in the Packer game. So 
I was okay with his performance. It wasn't anything special, but I think it was definitely uh, a good experiment to get him out there at the ones. I'm guessing this is going to drop the hype on him with all the people saying he should be the week one starter. No doubt about it. Hands down. He needs to be on the field. Well, he still got some learning to do because he is one of the youngest quarterbacks in the game. And I think he does need to learn some more. I'm I'm starting to question whether or not uh, Josh McCown will last too long into the season. But if the Jets are winning, they should keep with what's working. And if that's Josh McCown, then keep going with Josh McCown. If not, it's going to be fun to watch Sam Darnold get in there because I do think he is going to end up to be a very, very good quarterback. And their other quarterback on the Jets, Teddy Bridgewater, he wasn't bad either. He had a couple misplaced throws, but he had a couple of really good throws too. I'm starting to wonder how they're going to keep all three of these guys on a roster because... Teddy Bridgewater does look like he needs a place where he can compete for a starting job, but I just don't think the Jets have it in them to let him start. I think it's either going to be McCown or it's going to be Sam Darnold. So good luck, Teddy, because you're looking good out there. It's a great story after that horrific injury that he suffered a couple of years ago. It's awesome to see him back out on the field and doing good things. Another story of the Redskins, of course, because of the Darius Geis injury, is who's going to be their running back? Obviously, Chris Thompson is the normal third down receiving shifty back, but they've got Samaj P. Ryan and they've got Rob Kelly. Well, Perrine, after his 30-yard run, limped off the field. Now, it sounds like it's probably only a twisted ankle or something of that nature. But, man, running backs are dropping like flies in Washington. So something to keep an eye on if you are wanting to draft a running back from uh, the Redskins. Perrine, maybe. Kelly, maybe. I I think Perrine has more upside, but I have a feeling Kelly might be the safer bet. And... In my opinion, I'm just staying away from it altogether unless I can get Chris Thompson at a decent price because he's the only one that's probably going to put up decent fantasy numbers. Maybe in best ball if you want to take you know a shot at P. Ryan because he can rip off a long run like we saw last night, but I'm not going to hold my breath on any of those Washington running backs. Now to get to our text message question that we got not too long ago that I said I would discuss on my solo show. The question was, and this is from Andrew in Illinois, what is the direction of the NFL? A very general question, sure, but with the increased focus on player safety, i.e. this new helmet rule, and you know, health issues, concussions, and all the social media stuff out there, Where does Fantasy Fuel see the sport heading? Will the fan base shrink? Will the NFL retain its number one status in popularity? And also, does Thursday night football dilute the product? All excellent questions. And I've kind of addressed them a little bit in the past with the, you know, social media and all the young guys being very sensitive, which I think can be corrected. So I don't think that will be a huge issue 
because it's now more in the mainstream, the NFL can focus a little more on it. There's probably a little more relevant information, ways to deal with it, you know, make the players educated about how to use social media and how not to get upset at everything they read because no matter where you go there's going to be good and bad when it comes to those kinds of things so you just have to you know learn and grow as a person to deal with that kind of stuff now I am not a big fan of this helmet rule so that increased focus on player safety I mean I understand it and you don't want to be leading with the helmet but it's you can't just teach these guys to tackle a different way after they've done it their entire life. So hopefully it's a process that can get us to the right spot. Concussions so far haven't been an issue in the preseason, except for Ben Roethlisberger is the only notable one that I can think of off the top of my head. So it seems like that's getting better. Maybe it's because of the helmet rule. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see. I think they can get in the right spot, but it's going to take some time. And of course, with today's nature, with everybody out there, just have to, I got to have it now. Everything needs to be fixed right now. Well, it's never been like that. It's never going to be like that. So we have to be patient as a fan base, as a sport, as, you know, employees of the sport everybody's gonna have to be patient and they have to go through a process you know everybody has that saying or trust the process trust the process well it's kind of where we're at now we have to trust the process and if it's working we'll tweak it and make it work better if it's not working we'll have to back off and try something different i mean it's just you know scientific experiment kind of deal so, I mean, I think we're heading in the right direction. Uh, I don't think it will shrink the fan base at all because football is just, it's the most exciting sport we have in the U.S. right now. So, I don't think any of these things are going to affect it too much, but I do have some strong feelings on Thursday night football, which was the last part of that question. As much as I like having another night of the week to watch football, I hate it. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. Please get rid of Thursday night football. If you want to do something different, maybe have Saturday night football. I know maybe the ratings wouldn't be as high because everybody has things that they like to do on Saturday night so they won't sit home and watch a football game. Or maybe make it a Saturday day game. But, of course, then, oh, no, they're ripping into college football's ratings. And, of course, you know, we got to make money in college football because Lord knows all the universities and all the coaches don't make enough money, all the ones that actually do get on TV all the time. So that's my thoughts. I hate the Thursday game because of the quick turnaround, the time that it takes for people to heal up and rest between a Sunday or Monday game, which obviously no Monday games will go on uh, to play a Thursday game. But I don't like it. The injury risk is real, and I wish they would do something a little different in that regards. So please think of the players. If you want player safety in mind, I think doing away with Thursday football 
is probably the right thing to do. And from the fantasy aspect, which is, you know, the league's least thing that they're worried about, I hate having to make that decision on Thursdays. Do I play this player? Do I not? Is he going to be healthy? What if I can't pick up somebody in time? What if my bench is locked after the Thursday game? It's it's a pain in the butt. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yes, it's fun to watch football on another day, but I'd rather simplify it and let everybody enjoy football the way it's meant to be played. Everybody has the same amount of rest. They have time to prepare for those games. And, you know, some of those games are just not that great to watch. Some of the matchups are terrible. Uh, I hope they're completely done with the color rush uniforms. I'm not sure what they were doing with that, but it was ugly and it was dumb. Let them wear throwbacks or something. At least that has something to do with the team's, you know, history and their past and is fun to see the kind of things that, you know, they used to look like in the past, you know, some of those, you know, bumblebee uniforms, they were fun, but I'm not going to lie. I, I really don't care about the uniforms. I just want to see my guys go out there and play and do good. So I've got one last thing on the docket today, and that is a league that I am in. It's an interesting league. The format, uh, is, it's basically free to play. Isn't that great? And you can win money. That's even better, right? It's called an Amazon Prime League. And what it is, is if you have Amazon Prime, that means you have access to Twitch Prime. And if you have access to Twitch Prime, you have a free subscription that you can give out to somebody on Twitch that you would like to follow. Well, this particular league, if you subscribe to our host of the league, you will give that person a couple bucks. That's what that free subscription does. It gives that host some money. And that money, in turn, is going to be what the pot for this fantasy league is going to pay out. So if we have enough people before the start of the season, which I think he only needs a couple more guys to at least make it a full league, then, you know, the winner will get some free cash at the end of it. Easy as that. And nobody has to spend any money. The great thing about this is if we keep it going and we keep subbing, subscribing to the host, it's going to add up and it will be even more money next year. So I really like the idea of how this league can work and none of us have to spend a dime. So I'm going to uh, leave the links in the show notes and I will have a way that you can contact him. Or if you would like to contact me personally, I can put you in touch with him and we can fill up this league or hey, maybe even figure out a way to start more of these leagues if it's popular enough, which I think once people figure it out, it will be popular. I really, I do. I really like the idea of how this works. So you want to get in touch with me? I am at fantasy fuel on Twitter, facebook.com slash fantasy fuel or our discussion board, fantasy football through fantasy fuel. 
There's also the good old-fashioned email, fancyfuelpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, we do have our phone number still, which pretty soon, I think on the next episode of our Fantasy Fuel, we're going to talk about maybe doing a listener league. So you'll have to stay tuned and see what that is. But it will involve our phone number, which is 608-492-3443. So give me a call. Tell me what you think. You can send a text if you want to ask about this Amazon Prime League. That would be great, too. I will get you in the right direction. So thank you for listening to Fantasy Fuel on the Fire. Stay fueled up this fantasy season.